What is up, party people? Jordan Quinn here, and welcome to another episode of the Jordan P. Quinn Show, where we talk about all things well-being, software, health and fitness, and so much more. In this week's episode, I want to take a deep dive on the bill of goods that the fitness industry sells us, where I think they get it wrong, and what is available to us by shifting our perspective. So the fitness industry is roughly a $100 billion behemoth at this point with zero sign of slowing down, especially not with the advent of social media and TikTok more specifically. Whether it's supplements designed to get you jacked, tan, awesome, or the perfect gym membership or the newest and goodest hit program, there is always something on the horizon standing between you, the body that you think you want, and your happiness. Or is there? The industry would certainly have you believe that this was the case. Its success as an industry really is predicated on the continued fostering of this intrinsic sense of unworthiness. And that intrinsic sense of unworthiness is exactly what leaves us feeling like we're never where we want to be physically. It leaves us feeling exhausted, overworked, and overtrained, and feeling like we've been chewed up and spit back out by our health and fitness goals and all of the times we've tried to get them, accomplish them, and not hit the mark. The expectations that we allow this industry to inject into our subconscious without so much as a doubting question or even really a fleeting thought, in aggregate, create so much suffering and are what continues to perpetuate all of the behaviors that actually leave us feeling in the gap physically, emotionally, and mentally. So why do we let that happen? It's a fantastic question. And I think that some part of us is always looking for evidence that we can't actually have what we want for reasons that are completely outside of us. Let me tell you a little bit more about this. So have you ever had an internal conversation like this? This is what's going on in your head. I'd have the body I wanted if I could afford the trainer or the supplements, or if I didn't work a nine to five like I do, or if my genetics were different, or insert whatever the reason is here. And as long as I can continue to place the blame outside of myself with a story like that, two things happen. One, It hurts a lot less when I don't have what I want because it's not really my fault, right? Like I can put the blame on my genetics, on the lack of trainer, on the lack of supplements, on the gym being wrong, whatever. I can place it outside of myself. And two, it gives us lots of excuses not to risk and go after what we really want because there's all these reasons we've collected this laundry list of evidence of why it's pointless to even try. And that's really where the fitness industry wins because the part of us that does really want to accomplish our goals and dreams also still wants to do it with the least amount of resistance possible. It's why we want the shiny red pill or the five-minute-a-day hack or the quote-unquote easy diet to follow. And so we are always looking to the fitness industry, to social media, to the influencers to allow ourselves to believe that it can really be that easy, that it doesn't take showing up. It doesn't take practice. It doesn't take effort. Our brain is hardwired to look for the shortcuts. And then when it doesn't work, because that's just not how fitness happens, oh well, it's not really our fault in the first place. Like look at all the reasons I had going into this that I knew it wasn't going to work. So we know, right, deep down, the shortcuts don't actually work So I guess there's nothing to be done about it, right? Because I've already done what the two things we described. I've created the laundry list of reasons why I can't have what I want. And I've also created the reason of excuses that 
it's pointless to try even try. So what happens then though is the next shiny object catches my attention. The next diet, the next IG reel, the next TikTok, the next trend catches my attention and pulls on my heartstrings, pulls on this sense of self that's feeling unworthy and significant. And then I get a false sense of gumption again for another week or two. And then I rinse, wash, repeat, and there goes my entire life. And something really key happens when we keep looking to the industry, keep looking to all the influencers, keep looking to all of these things for the answers and for the shortcuts. We give all of our power away. And for the record, this happens all over in our lives. It's not just in this one bucket, but it's a really powerful example to use. And whether it's in fitness or in any other area of our life, there's really two main conversations that we can be running when we're staring down the barrel of our goals. One conversation is driven by victimhood, like the woe is me, kind of what we were talking about above. I could have this if only my life wasn't this, if only I weren't this way, et cetera, et cetera. And the other is driven by responsibility. It's the if it's to be, it's up to me, right? Like I am this sole uncontested author of my life and I declared that I wanted this, so I'm getting after it. And the entire conversation mentioned above, what we just talked about, it's really just the victim conversation in full effect. It's all of the woe is me. So every single time we start, stop, and begin again, it's fuel for that victim conversation. And the fitness industry loves to prey on that one. And the more often we start, stop, start over, the more powerful our victim conversation becomes and the more susceptible we come to the marketing and to the hacks and to all the ways we find to avoid doing the hard stuff. Now think about this with me. Every single time that I fall for some Instagram marketing for a program or a detox tea or a waist trainer or butt implants or whatever, and then I don't actually follow through on it, and then I don't get the results because I didn't follow through, and this program was never going to work in the first place, this shortcut was never going to work in the first place, what am I telling myself? Again, I'm telling myself two things. One, my word and my commitment mean absolutely nothing which is a discussion for an entirely different time. Uh, We'll have at least one podcast episode on that. And two, this was supposed to be the thing that worked and finally made fitness approachable or gave me the abs or healed my gut or whatever your goal is, and it still didn't work. What's wrong with me? And so I go back to that laundry list I created before. Oh, well, I, whatever, like for me, uh, I've almost died. So like, I can't go as hard as I want to. I broke my leg. And so my muscles, my skeleton is lopsided. And so I can't have the body that I want, like whatever. There's so many reasons that we create in our head that are all crazy for the record, but that story starts running. And if both of these things are true, then what? I'm sure as heck not actually going to be the kind of person who's truly committed to my health and fitness transformation. I'll be the kind of person who gives up the first sign of resistance and then blames it on everything else around me because that's the story I've created. What's even worse than following falling for all these lies in the first place though, because let's be clear, like what the fitness industry is peddling, what you are seeing on social media is a bunch of lies, is that I continue to talk to myself about them as if they were true, right? Like I see a bunch of client testimonials for some celebrity trainer and 
I've bought their program before and it didn't work. And so the story I tell myself is this program worked for all of them, all the other clients. What's wrong with me? Right? Maybe I get the goals. Maybe I finally get the abs, right? It's something so many guys want. And the story I'm still telling myself is I thought that once I had abs, I'd finally be confident. Well, why am I still anxious when I take my shirt off at the pool? Like what is wrong with me? For all the people who are into restrictive dieting or like um, removing ingredients from their lifestyle, right? I thought if I removed gluten from my diet, my stomach would finally be flat. Well, I'm still bloated and now I just don't have pizza. That sucks. What's wrong with me? Now, hear me in this. Because I never addressed the root cause and condition of why I fell for the marketing in the first place, I'm going to continue to fall for the marketing and I'm going to continue to play the victim and I'm going to continue to blame myself, look for what's wrong with me, and then I'm going to continue to fail at all of my goals. And this entire time, I'm going to continue to feel worse about myself. And then I'm going to continue to blame the marketing and then I'm going to fall for it again because I'm caught in this loop of I'm not enough, I can't do this, I can't have this, but oh look, shiny object, maybe this time it'll work. But I haven't shifted the internal story. So if we want to create the kind of transformation that's truly sustainable and truly feels good in our lives and in our bodies, it gets to be driven by a total inversion of the conversation the fitness industry is peddling to us. The fitness industry says, right, like when I have the abs, then I'll go to the pool and take my shirt off and then I'll be happy and confident when people look at me. That story doesn't actually work. What really would work is because I'm already a happy and confident man, I get to go to the pool and take my shirt off because it doesn't fucking matter what I look like without a shirt on. The confidence is already in me. The happiness is already in me. I own that. I am that. Another example, another way to phrase this is once I lose some of the initial weight at home, then I'll start going to the gym because I won't be as embarrassed and then I'll be proud of the results I'm getting because I know that the gym will help expedite them. This becomes because I'm already proud of myself and my commitment to my health, I'm going to go to the gym because that's the fastest way for me to get from point A to point B and then I'll release the weight more easily, more quickly. And you know what happens when this internal dialogue flips? It becomes easier to get the abs. It gets easier to release the weight because the internal conversation isn't once I have the abs, I'll be happy. It's not putting it outside of myself. The internal conversation is I'm already a happy and confident person who's proud of their body and knowing that, what kinds of things would a happy and confident person who is proud of his body do to have the results? Does that difference make sense? It's be, then do, then have instead of have, do, be. And I promise that the simple inversion will allow you to go so much further with your health and fitness. So how do we get there though? How do we break free from the marketing and the influencers and the constant yo-yo cycle of starting and stopping and blaming and shame and guilt and all the things? In my experience, here's a few of the things that I found really supportive. One, start tiny. James Clear, the author of Atomic Habits, he talks about this all the time. Wherever you're at, add 1%. So if right now you don't ever go to the gym, maybe you start by just lacing up your gym sneakers, walking in, and then immediately walking back out. He uses this exact example in his book. Because then you're starting to build momentum. You're starting to build the story that you are already the type of person who goes to the gym, regardless of what happens when you get there. And then you can keep building from there. 
too, affirmations, affirmations daily. I feel like this is something that gets talked a lot about in feminine wellness spaces and feminine coaching programs, but this one absolutely gets to be for the dudes too. And some of my favorites, I'm a powerful man. I'm a sexy man. I'm creating the body that is a perfect reflection of who I want to be, who I already am. I am in charge of making every decision that I make around food in my body. I do the things every day that feel best for me and my body. I trust in the abundance of the universe. I trust the timing of the universe. There is no better day than today to work for everything I've ever wanted. Taking messy action is better than waiting for perfection. And I I journal on these every day. I write these down every day, plus more. Take five, 10 minutes out of your day and write down all of the affirmations that get to be the platform that you build your mindset around. Three, if you hate picking up weights, like you genuinely hate it, not just are resistant to the discomfort, but like picking up weights sucks, stop watching content about lifting weights. Stop following influencers telling you to lift weights. If you hate running, like genuinely hate it, not just avoiding the struggle, stop watching content about how good running is for you. Stop feeding the wolf that makes you feel inferior and like what you're doing isn't right or good enough and focus on content that lifts you up and supports the things that you love doing. My favorite thing in the world for fitness is jujitsu. When I can train for two, three hours and I don't feel like I'm working out. I can't go into the gym anymore and spend three hours lifting weights and feel excited about it anymore. That's not where I'm at in my life. And so if I'm reinforcing the story of how jiu-jitsu feels and how excited I am to do that, three hours of jiu-jitsu that feels good versus an hour of weights that I'm like forcing my way through, which one of those do you think is going to create more results in my life? Four, whenever you're about to buy a program or a supplement or hire a trainer or whatever, ask yourself, what do I think this is going to give me? And what struggle am I hoping to avoid by buying this, by having this? And then ask yourself, what could I choose to do right now that helps me stop avoiding whatever it is that I'm avoiding? Or if you already know what you're avoiding, if I wasn't avoiding this, what's the first thing that I would do? Five, stop looking at traditional fitness influencer accounts. Unfollow and unsubscribe from any content that makes you feel inferior or undisciplined. It's not motivating you. I promise it's causing you to repeat the same behavior over and over and over again. Six, just fucking start. It's not going to happen tomorrow or next week or on Monday. It's going to happen when you start and when you just keep going. That's it for today, folks. This is what I think happens as a result of the fitness industry. This is how I think we can start to shift the story we're telling ourselves around that. And a few tips and tricks that I found really supportive in having all the things that I want when it comes to health in my body. So if you enjoyed this episode, please, the most supportive thing you can do is leave this podcast a five-star review, share it, download it, and get the word out. Uh, We're going to be releasing episodes every single week talking about all the things Uh, And I can't wait to continue down this journey with you. You can find me on Instagram at Jordan underscore P underscore Quinn on YouTube at Jordan Quinn and on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Jordan P Quinn.
Thank you so much for your time. I absolutely cannot wait to connect with all of you. And until next week, peace.